For all who comes to this goofy place, welcome. Welcome back for another podcast episode today, and today we're going to be talking about a hot topic that I've talked about with multiple people when it comes to Disney, and that's going to be park rankings and how you want to go to your specific parks in your own specific way on vacations. I'm excited because my order, obviously, is the only correct one, so whatever you have to say is incorrect, but, you know, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so since you're so since you are so sure about your park order, you're going first. Oh, I'm going first. Okay, 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 okay. Let me let me let me just let me just. Well, you're you, you said that you. I'm incorrect, so we might as well just wait for my answer. I mean, because you are incorrect. So anyway, here's how it is. Here here's how it is. Order of the parks from the best to the worst. Hollywood Studios number one. It has Toy Story Land. That's all I have to say. Next, we have Magic Kingdom. Because it's beautiful. And yeah. And then very, very close, very close to Magic Kingdom, we have Animal Kingdom. Love Animal Kingdom. Has Everest, Pandora, Flight of Passage is the best ride in all of Disney World. Here we are. And then like 25 steps down, we have Epcot. 25 steps? Yeah. It's just boring to me. I already have two questions about your park rankings. Uh, Okay. Are are you going to question me or are you just going to like... I did. I have a quick question because your top two, you only mentioned one thing from each, and then your third one, you ranked or yeah, you ranked Animal Kingdom third, and then yeah. you listed like five things out. Yeah, yeah that, that's because <laughs> Animal Kingdom is, a, is third, but like I still need to mention there are great things at Animal Kingdom, and people need to know that it's third on the list, but it's still like pretty high on the list. Like number one, two, three is like really close together. Yeah, the podium positions. Yeah, and then like fourth place is like. You're the first Epcot's loser. already in the sorry. locker room. Like, you yeah, get out of already in the locker room. Yeah. Like, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> See, that's interesting because I'm going to, I'll go ahead and give my, my order of ranking because ours is pretty different and I'm sure for a lot of different reasons, but this is why it's such a good topic or like a hot topic because my park order of, of the rankings is going to be Magic Kingdom. Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. But for me personally, like Animal Kingdom isn't 25 steps down the ladder. It's probably like five. But five steps for me, below Animal Kingdom Epcot? is five steps below Epcot. No, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like Animal Kingdom is fourth for me. Yeah, but like just because it's fourth doesn't mean that it's like really far down. I just happen to like not really enjoy Epcot. <laughs> It didn't get bronze. Well, okay. True. Understandable. Understandable. Okay. So now explain to me why your park order or park ranking is in that way. Okay. Okay. That's an excellent question. So first of all, like you need to know with my park order, like I'm, I'm a big ride person. I love the rides. I love the excitement of the rides and that kind of thing. So like, Obviously, that's basically why Epcot's at the bottom because there's like not that many rides and there's only like two good ones that aren't just like a boat ride. Like I love a lot of the rides in Epcot. Like they're all great rides, but like 
there's only two that like really kind of get your adrenaline pumping or like really one, but two that are like kind of exciting. So that's kind of like, that's why Epcot's at the bottom. But Hollywood Studios, you have Rock and Roller Coaster, you got Slinky Dog, you have all of Galaxy's Edge, you have Star Tours, which is exciting, uh, you have Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I personally do not like Tower of Terror, but like that's a really big adrenaline thing. So that's a that's a shame. Well, it is what it is. I just don't like falling or being pulled down thirteen stories. Like that's just not fun to me. I have done that ride once. We'll never do it again. Despise it. Um. But, like, that's why Hollywood Studios is at the top. Now, Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom are very close together. Reason being, I love Magic Kingdom for what it is. The castle is beautiful. It's huge. You get so much walking. You got all the mountains. You got Space Mountain. You got Splash Mountain. You got Big Thunder Mountain. Not in that order, of course. But, like, you, they're, they're just, like, good rides. And then there's also a good mixture of, like, it's a small world, a Peter Pan's flight, like smaller rides that are fun. Dumbo, like such a classic. Dumbo's not like a super fun ride, but like such a classic ride. You like have to go on it. Like it's just those, those are just like there. And then Animal Kingdom is very close behind because you got Flight of Passage. You got Everest. You got the Kali River Rapids. Like these are amazing rides. Also, let's just like throw this into Animal Kingdom. Festival of the Lion King, best show on Disney World property. I don't care who you are. And if you don't say that's true, you're wrong. Because it's the best show. And it like that's just it just is what it is. So then at Epcot, you've got like Test Track, great ride. Soren, great ride. Then other than that, you got the three caballeros, which I love, but like boat ride. You got Spaceship Earth, which I love, but like do you know your ABCs? Thank the Phoenicians. Like that's all that's there. And then <laughs> is that is that the one that gets your adrenaline pumping, Greg? Yeah, it's truly Spaceship Earth is like, <laughs> this is the one right here. When we go into that room, they're like, do you know your ABCs? Thank the Phoenicians. Like that's, I'm like, yes, this is the best part. Or when Rome is burning, you're like, oh, it smells so good. Like that's, that's the good part right there. That is, there's nothing better than the Dame Judy Dench whispering in your ear while you're smelling burning wood. Is that, is, is that what I mean, you're saying? Is that what gets your adrenaline yeah, that, pumping? that's what gets it right there. Secrets then, like, out. That- like, living with the land, quality ride, amazing. Like, it ain't much, but it's honest work type of living here. Like, it's it's so good, but it's not super exciting. And I just need, like, a little bit of excitement. And I can't start and end my day with Test Track. Because I'm just like, Meh. We technically... Well, see, that's... That is where I get a little bit, like confused as well is because people love test track so much i'm on test track before i even go to the park right right you you go in your car faster than what test track goes test track might if you're lucky get up to 69 miles an hour but most of the time it's like 65 and you're like that's it yeah like i drive with my windows down at 70 like this is this is nothing exciting (laughs) like yeah like driving on i4 is basically test track yeah for sure. Like, so. and like driving at night on I-4 is also test track. And you got like a big 18 wheeler like flashes their lights in your eyes. And you're like, wow, like give me old <laughs> test track back. And it's more exciting. Old test track was so much better. I, I, since we're on the topic of Epcot as well, since they did change the Maelstrom Viking ride to the frozen ride, I missed the old Viking ride. So I've never ridden the old Viking ride, like, and I hate that, but I have done a ride through on YouTube 
personally, I like Frozen better, but I'm a big Frozen fan in general. So it's like, great. And I also just think like the going backwards part super exciting, which I think is all was also in because like the track is the same as Maelstrom. But like, I just really like the story of Frozen. So. Yeah. And I think the, you know, the reason why Epcot for me was third and not last is I can see how people can become bored with it pretty fast, mm-hmm. especially like when we were on our college program for Disney. That was like one of the parks that everybody always wanted to go to. Like that was the park that it was easiest to go to for the group because everybody could have just, I don't want to say tolerated it, but everybody was happy with that decision because there's multiple things to do. There's, you know, you got multiple festivals, the art festival, food and wine, flower and garden. And then, I mean, you have multiple things going on in Epcot throughout the year. But see, like, so I think it just makes it things in Epcot change but for me i went there all i went there all the time especially in my college program just because it was the closest park to work and so it was like i could walk to and from work from epcot so i went there all the time because it was easy to get to which like is fine Mm -hmm. but also like i've done everything like can we just talk about the world showcase like okay like it's nice to see the different countries you can try different food like that's kind of cool but also like just not super exciting the American Adventure, that video is just like, blah, like Hall of Presidents and Magic Kingdom is way better. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it's a world's fair on a world stage, basically. That's true. Yeah, people coming from everywhere to go to this world showcase and try different drinks, try different foods, and just from different areas around the countries. And the only time that they have different countries like the, the the countries don't change you know like you have germany and you know canada mexico norway i'm not even saying them in order but i'm just saying what comes to mind first <laughs> yeah. but with uh with the festivals then you have like a brazil kiosk a, a hawaii kiosk like so i guess that kind of changes it makes it nice but at the end of the day like if we have to be negative about epcot it is basically just a it's a classy very nice, very in, very detailed world fair. I mean, you're right. And I'm not trying to be negative about Epcot. I'm just telling you why it's at the bottom of my list. Oh, yeah. So, but, you know, I want to know why your list is the way it is and why it's wrong. Well, see, I'm glad because you said bottom of the list. So I was going to switch over to Animal Kingdom and you're about to disagree with me pretty hard. Probably. But Animal Kingdom, to me is like an overrated glorified zoo. Mm -hmm. Granted, they do have my favorite ride on property, which is Flight of Passage, because that experience is like no other. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but Rise of the Resistance doesn't necessarily do it for me. And I think that might just be for the simple fact of because I worked it opening day and then also through the rest of my program before COVID canceled it. So I also had to deal with some guests that became unhappy with the situation because Rise of the Resistance is a really, really in-detailed technologically advanced ride to the point where if one thing goes wrong, it shuts down and has to reboot. And that takes about an hour. Yeah. So that happened like two or three times a day. It seemed like at the beginning. So it got to the point where it's just like, okay, I haven't even been able to ride this ride yet. And I'm already starting to resent it just based off of what I hear from the guest and what I had to go through as a CP during my time working for the company. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, Flight is my favorite ride, 
over because what is it? I guess technically like flight and rise are like the two most technologically advanced. There we go. (laughs) Rides available at Disney for guests to go to. Yeah, true. But in my opinion, that's basically all Animal Kingdom has. I mean, Mount Everest is fun, but I also rode the crap out of it. Yeah, because it's a great coaster. Yeah, when it first came out, like I, what, like two thousand eight, something like that. Facts might yeah, be that wrong on that. Right, I don't know. But I would just ride it over and over and over and over to the point now where it's just like I only like riding it with first timers. Okay, so we've talked a lot about rides, but like, there's more to Animal Kingdom than just like a couple of rides. Like the theming is so good. The theming is good. I will give it that, especially in um, the Asia section and the Africa section, especially how they sent Imagineers over there and did a bunch of research, took a bunch of pictures, talked with, you know, the locals, talked with architects and everything over there. Um, Especially that one Imagineer, I cannot think of his name right now, but he has the the famous earring. Oh, I know who you're talking. I don't know what his name is, but I know what you're talking. It about. always slips my mind. Yeah, there's like a thing on Disney Plus about him. But he like he's like the king of Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So I mean, it, it's it's amazing, and they do have Festival of Lion King, which is however, the best show on property. It is one of the best shows on property. Yes, <laughs> but I don't want to date this podcast. But I am going to date this podcast with COVID going on. It is not the same. It, no, it is not the same not. at all. No, you're no, you're so right. The now that it's it's back after COVID and there's no tumble monkeys and they're not doing the flying bird, like it's it's really it's not the same. It's really not. Yeah. I can get the th- that's where I think Disney needs to you know, it's like if you're gonna open it back up, people are gonna expect it to be the same. Like you can't open something back up. Like that would be like riding flight of passage with no 3d glasses or like the screen isn't working. Oh yeah. You like, like there's nothing the to movement of like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, You get the, you get the movement and you get the audio. You don't get the visuals. Yeah. yeah. Like with, without tumble monkeys or like, I don't even think that they have, um, you know, Simba in there, Timon and Pumbaa. I don't think they have any of that. So it's like Timon and the, the, the floats are there. The floats are there. Um, but like you don't also, you also don't have the guest interaction anymore after like right after COVID now that it's back open because they don't want the guests making all the animal noises as much. Cause you're like possibly spitting on other people or like putting more germs into the air. And so uh, you're literally just like sitting there watching it, which is great. Cause it's still a great show, but it was much better before COVID. Oh yeah. As a lot of things were. Yeah. Okay. Go back to your order. Why? Our studios and Magic Kingdom at the top. You want me to start from the top now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was about to say, we did kind of... We skipped around a little bit. Shake around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just kind of with what came up. But um, no, so like Magic Kingdom, number one, is because, you know, the first time I ever went to um, Disney World, I was seven years old, or I was six, just be, just turned seven, because uh, my parents blessed us enough to take us on our birthday weekend, which was awesome. And I will just, I'll never forget looking down main street, seeing the castle, seeing the parade, seeing all of, you know, the, the side shows like the Dapper Dan's and the, and the band coming through and, and everything. And even like the characters walking around because Disney was not as busy back then. So you even had more character interaction 
Yeah. Um, instead of just like Peter Pan walking around every once in a while when the park's slow or like the, the bears in Frontierland, they walk around every once in a while and have their little show for kids. Back then, there was just a lot more interaction, and I was just like, wow. Like, I've only seen these characters on screen. So, I was like a seven-year-old. That always, like, stayed with me all the way up until my current age, which is an old 25, almost 26. Okay, so for you, so like, I still, Magic Kingdom was just nostalgic. Like, that's why it's number one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And every time I go in there, I... Looking down Main Street and seeing that castle, it never gets old. Even with the ugly new paint job it has, it still never gets old. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, that's another hot take or hot topic is that ugly paint job. Yeah. That will have, that's like a whole other episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Hollywood Studios. That's your number two. Is it a close number two? It's, it's a pretty close number two, if not very even, like it's neck and neck. Mm-hmm. But the only reason why it's neck and neck, because it wasn't always that equal with Magic Kingdom. The only reason it is now that close with uh, my number one is because of my Disney college program. I worked in Hollywood studios and I became very fond of Hollywood studios just because that is like, that is my home now. Yeah. I was going to say that's, that's home to you. That's you get, you get so much like memory from all your time in Hollywood studios. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I just, how I just got back from my Disney vacation and it's so weird walking through studios now because I know what she looks like. On stage and off stage. Right, right. I, you know, I know how everything operates backstage. And it and it's not to the point where it's it doesn't ruin the magic for me. It adds to the magic because I can walk around that park now, unless they do some dramatic changes in between, you know, the time that I'm 50 and, and now on how they do backstage maintenance and everything. But probably for the rest of my life, I will have a good idea of what is going on backstage and that just adds the extra magic. I don't know what's going on backstage for Magic Kingdom or Epcot or Animal Kingdom, but I did that on purpose. Right. Just so, yeah, just so it made my home more of a home. But I think that's why Hollywood is second overall, just because it doesn't have as much nostalgia as Magic Kingdom did or didn't have as much of an impact as Magic did when I was younger. Although it did have the thrill rides. I love Tower, unlike you. I love Rock and Roller Coaster. Fantasmic, I didn't like so much when I was a kid, but it has grown on me now, and now it has like a sweet spot on me. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll watch it just because of my DCP for the rest of my life. It just adds a sweet spot to me. Um, However... They did get away from the overall theming. Yeah, I feel like it's not Hollywood Studios anymore. The only thing that like really now is the same is like, I guess you kind of get the like Hollywood feel walking to Hollywood Boulevard and like Sunset Boulevard. Like the Indiana Jones show is the only thing that's still like, hey, this is how we do it. And I don't like that, especially being like a video person. I would love to see more behind the scenes stuff. Um, and before they changed a lot of it, like before Toy Story Land, before Galaxy's Edge, I went and had like the backlot tour and the car stunt show and all that kind of stuff, which is like really cool as someone who loves video and like behind the scenes movies and things like that. But I don't, I don't even know how you call it Hollywood Studios anymore. They used to actually film mo- movies there, but like you don't do that anymore. It's just another theme park. Well, yeah, they don't necessarily film anymore. 
But um, fun fact, I didn't know if you knew this, but they actually did create, if not the whole movie, I knew it was a, at least half to a good portion of it, but they created Moana backstage on property behind studios. I mean, yeah, but that's an animated movie too. Very true. I didn't know that, but that's that it's a cool fact, but that's also an animated movie. I'm talking about like real live action, like here's how we do these stunts. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Indiana Jones show is starting to just, it's starting to get a little dated, but it's that good classic, almost corny, like good corny dated. Yes. No, I, I like it. it. It is dated, but I do like it. Also, I also think I like it because again, you get that audience participation and you get to like dress up in fun costumes and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause now I'm trying to think of, of things that are kind of relatively, at least there from opening day or still with the theming, because when you walk into the park, everything is immediately themed, you know, thirties, forties, Hollywood. You got Oscar Super Service. You have Hollywood Boulevard where cast members are still wearing the, you know, suspenders and tie and or, you know, the strawberry dresses for the women. Same for Sunset. And then you have Tower, which is themed in the in what, 1939 to be specific. Right. Right. And then um, you have Rock and Roller Coaster, which you can the whole point of that ride is to go backstage or like VIP with Aerosmith. Right. So I guess that's technically Hollywood theming. It's like still kind of in theming, but then like right next to Rock and Roller Coaster, you've got like the cars yeah, raceway which, which, yeah. something. I'm like, what? Like that? That doesn't fit there at all. No, yeah they they just threw that in there just to, I think just for attendance reasons. Yeah, but basically, other than just those sections and the Indiana Jones ride and a few restaurants like Sci Fi Diner, Backlot Express. Hollywood and Vine and the ABC commissary uh, ABC commissary as well. And then primetime. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, that's about it. You have toy story land, which yeah, it's a movie, but not themed thirties and forties. And then you right. also have star Wars galaxy's edge. And I, I love toy story land. The rides are great. The theming's amazing, but it just doesn't fit how like Hollywood studios used to be. And what like, where else would you put it? I don't know because it doesn't fit like in any of the other, of the other parks. I don't really think, but like, it's it's still just like not. It's not what it used to be. But yeah, which Toy Story Land is still very fun to go to. Ha- but I guess what makes it work so well, even though it doesn't go with the theming, is it is kind of tucked away in the back corner. However, I do not like that ugly transition between galaxy's edge and toy story oh no it's the worst transition it's just like yep. it's like these random rocks it doesn't make any sense yep like there there's no like transition no it just like ends toy story land and galaxy's edge begins yep like if they if they could have you know added like some blades of grass or maybe like um this isn't covid friendly for right now but it's not gonna be a big deal forever but you know even if you kind of added like some corridors mm-hmm. or well that's what they have know, on the other side kind of between like muppet and, vision and the galaxy's edge yeah they have like a nice hallway yeah. concrete hallway yeah. that you walk through and it's it's a nice transition from you know grand avenue to galaxy's edge right. but um yeah that's why magic is one that's why hollywood is two epcot three 
animal for because it's just a glorified zoo. I mean, I personally love the animals, <laughs> so like back off a little bit. And I, I just think the rides how are do great. You, how do you feel about um, Kilimanjaro Safari? I enjoy it, but I've also been on that ride so many times that I like see how they do it. That sounds weird. Like I, they, I see how they like get the animals to certain areas and just kind of like that's cheating. Um, because like after I've been on it a few times, instead of looking at the animals, I'm like, Ooh, let's see how the leopard doesn't jump over <laughs> into the cheating. next, like, until they like jump over into the next habitat and like eat the animals. So like, I don't know. Um, but I, <laughs> I enjoy it. I mean, I, I think I would love to be a safari truck driver cause I could just sit there and like make dad jokes all the time about it. But I think it would be really I was fun. About to say, I was I was trying to hold one in that whole time when you were talking about this, saying, like, that's cheating. I'd be, like, Gray's on there saying, that's a cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> Good okay, job. Okay, but I would say that. <laughs> I would say that. He's such a cheetah. Yes, we are in the cheetah exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I would talk to myself. I would, like, make jokes to myself, and then people would think I was crazy, but it's fine. I I do not know if she was having a rough day at work, but the last time I went on Kilimanjaro Safari last week, Oh my God. I don't know if she, maybe her allergies were killing her or she was just monotoned or it was the end of her long shift. Cause I know that they've been working long hours mm-hmm. here lately, just with being skeleton crew basically. But it was the worst Kilimanjaro safari experience of my life. Like I was really hoping that there was not first timers on that um, safari just because I even looked at, um, the people I was with, I looked at my girlfriend and I was just like, are you, I was like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? And she's like, yeah, this is pretty rough. She's like, I can't stand listening to her. And I feel bad for saying that, but it's one of those where on rides where you have to talk, I feel like you would be really good on that ride because even if you weren't feeling up to it, you would still be like, I'm here. What do you but want like, from that's, me? Like, that's just my personality. I'm ready to and do like, it. But I think that's, what's so interesting about some of the rides. I mean, not all of them, but like some of them, like even um, rock and roller coasters like that. To me, part of the experience is the cast member going, Hey, how about some backstage passes? Yes. Like, I've been on it multiple times, like times where the cast member does that. And then times where they don't. And then Steven Tyler's just like, yeah, that's a great idea. And it's like, great idea for what? We didn't even talk about like, no one had a great idea. Mm-hmm. And so like it, it, the ones that the cast make the difference are so important, I think. But it's it's hard to base it if, if you've only been one time. You can't be like, oh, Kilimanjaro, Kilman, Kilimanjaro Safaris is like a terrible ride if you've only been once and you just had like a terrible guide on your tour. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, you know, you might have a great guide on that ride. But it might be a terrible experience because the animals don't feel up to it that day. Right. Or like the timing. That you, I mean, if you go at two or three o'clock in the afternoon, the hottest part of the day, the animals are not going to be doing anything because it's so hot, especially if you're there oh, in yeah. the summer. And it's a hit or miss, like just in general, like not even because it's the hottest part of the day or whatever, but in general on that attraction, it is a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. But I mean... I mean, th- those are small details about what makes our our parks the 
uh, the rankings that we have them. So, yeah, I was about to say we can go on and on forever about that, but that that's basically just basically what we wanted to talk about today was our park our park order slash park rankings, and then just give a little bit of why. Yeah, and if you agree with us, let us know. Especially if you agree with me, because you're right. But if you don't. <laughs> Then let us know why. Let us know why Epcot, why you think Epcot is the best park, and I'll agree to disagree. I might be setting myself up for failure on this one, but if you agree with me, I'll take you to Magic Kingdom and give you free Mickey ice cream. Hey, I'll agree with you to get free Mickey ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Already switched you over. Just kidding, guys. I'm not going to do that. So, yeah, please don't. Yeah, there's probably a lot of people that have the same order as you. There's only four parks, Jeff. There's seven billion people in the world. Yeah, there's a lot of people that probably thought they were just getting a free trip right then and some free ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for listening. Um, Let us know what you think on our Instagram at the Goofy Scoop. And uh, can't wait to see you guys next week. Yep, sounds good. Just like Gray said, that is all that we're going to have today for you guys. And hit us up on that Instagram and let us know what your park order is on our most recent post. All right, everybody have a good one. Thanks for listening. Peace. That was the most awkward ending ever. (laughs) 